It's time to raise the roof for our latest regular season podcast, our first podcast post-All-Star break. Welcome back, everyone, to this latest episode of Raise the Roof. Like I said, this is our first podcast since the All-Star break. There was a lot that was happening during the All-Star break. The Rays were heavily involved in, I wouldn't call it All-Star weekend, but the All-Star game festivities in Seattle. Uh, Since that point, the Rays have had two series, one against the Royals, one against the Rangers that just wrapped up today. They have a big four-game series against the Orioles, who the Rays are now tied with in the AL East. I believe the Orioles have the tiebreakers, so technically they're in first place. This is the first time the Rays haven't officially, officially been in first place in God knows how long at this point. Uh, So we're going to recap the last few series. We're going to talk about the Orioles series coming up. Give me do, I, do I have to put something? That's actually a good background. I like that. Do I have I to put know, baseball man, related to put stuff on? on? Is that is that a Jason Bartlett jersey behind you? Don't feel don't feel too bad because Alex is wearing a Showtime jersey or show, Showtime shirt right now. I could so put on my bowl shirt, nice. but they'll be like, Wait, this Gibby, is a race podcast." Gibby, Gibby, is that a is that a Jason Bartlett jersey behind you? Yeah. That's such yeah, a dope. random. I'm do, so into it, but that's such a random guy to get. Do you ever? Yeah, do you like? Do you wear like, them? Do you wear those not, jerseys? Or you just I, I don't wear that one. That one's stained. The Bartlett. Uh, I What's wear Boggs. I wear. I wear the Snell. The Snell uh, four jersey is so awesome. That's Stamkos. Uh, that's. Is that Brady? I realized I could turn around. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that's the goat, right? Is that Brady? Uh, uh no, that's Evans. And, oh, uh, that's Brady. Yeah, that's that's a Brady uh, Patriots jersey. Sorry about that, folks. He didn't but, get a you know, he, he didn't get a Brady box. I got jersey. bullied. I got bullied so much for being like a Tom Brady fan before he came. So I I deserve that. I deserve to put that on my wall and not get any grief from any Tampa fan ever. So that's good for me. Um, and then I have Evans right next to it. It's really good. I have like twelve, thirteen. It's really nice. I want 14. I, I want a 14 or a 45 uh, creamsicle Bucks jersey. That's my next person. So Devin White. But or then I got Stanley. Yeah, Devin White. Yeah, I got I got I got the I got the background. This this will be nice for the for the. Meanwhile, uh, my background is just me sitting. Yeah, it's in fucking my... fear the t- fear the turd. Woo! No fear the turd. Not turd. That's all I saw. <laughs> they're not turd. No. Fear the turd. Absolute oh. pain. But we do have a lot of things to talk about on this podcast. First off, this is the first time that oh, we've Michigan been together. State too. Let's go, Spartans. Oh, he's wearing a Michigan State shirt. Oh God, um, this this is the first time that we've been together as a trio in a little bit. So, how's everyone doing? Oh, it's it's been it's been good. It's been a tumultuous two weeks in my life, but you know, we're yes. we're, uh, we're we're going we're going we're we're cruising for a for a smoozing. Yeah, know. sorry, Gibby. I'm sorry to hear about that. Oh no, no, no it's all right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, I did. I did have a a family member pass. My grandma pass is my my last grandparents, so it, it was kind of it was kind of sad. Did get to say goodbye to her, so that was nice. Well, so, that's good. At least that, that's that's, yeah, that's nice. the most important thing. And, and she is she, she is living it up right now, wherever she is. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how all that stuff works. We won't get into it. <laughs> this is a baseball podcast. This is uh, Evan. How you doing? I mean, I'm all right. Um, this team freaking sucks. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't really want I, to. Uh, this is probably going to be the bluntest I've ever been on any podcast. So, oh, oh, yeah. But how are you doing, Alex? How are you doing? Um, it's been a very, very eventful two weeks of me going back home. And Just now saying, I wouldn't want to be Taylor Walls right now. I don't know. What? What? 
Are you talking about Taylor Wilson? <laughs> uh, I wouldn't want to yeah. be him right now. Oh God, um, I'm not. I thank thank God because uh, that would be very very interesting situation right now. Um, it was nice being back home. I will say, I know that I think the last time we recorded a podcast, I was back home, um, but it was nice yeah. the time that I spent there. Um, I am back in Mississippi for however long it's going to be moving forward. Uh, I just had my birthday over the weekend, it. so I'm 25 now, which is weird as hell. Um, nice. So Happy birthday. That. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, you know that so means I'm you're still getting used like to that. Now. Even though the race couldn't come home with a win. No, nah, they day. could not. It's okay though. It's okay though. It all, it all works itself out. But without further ado, let's get into the podcast. Also, quick thing beforehand, we do have a free ticket giveaway going on our Instagram, Raise the Roof TB. That is for Saturday's game against the Orioles. Uh, they are provided by Ferg's. Uh, Ferg himself um, sent us a pair of tickets for that game. I believe it's first row in the outfield, section one forty-five. Uh, so great tickets should be a, a, a hopefully. A really good series but make sure to enter that giveaway on our instagram make sure to follow us on there um and, and also, go to ferg's before and after the game yes ferg's a great place to go and also thanks to um our uh partners uh, affiliate partners sponsors um SeatGeek and in the clutch make sure to use our code raise the roof oh, yeah, for 20 dollars off your first purchase on SeatGeek. Geek of uh, 30 dollars or more and uh 10 off uh your orders oh he's got the shirt right there look at that no 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 Ed Chato. Oh, Col- that's what it is. or whatever yes that is randy uh there's plenty of other randy shirts on there um it's and nice a bunch shirt, of other raised things good quality, uh so good it's it's 10 off uh all orders using code razor roof uh let's no get sh- in shane no gain yes two. yes there's also a shane shirt there's there's shirts of most all race think, players right now on the. Island. I think the whole lineup, right? Most Maybe? of most of, if not the the entire lineup. Yeah. Yeah, it should be. I mean, there's 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 quite a bit. Before we get into talking about series specifically, I want to talk and I want to make sure that we get a chance to talk about the Austrian and home run derby. Uh, so the Rays were represented in the home run derby by Randy Rosarena, also a starter in the All Star game along with Yandy Diaz. Randy got to the final of the home run derby, faced off against Vlad Jr., came up a couple home runs short in the final, had a chance are to we, win at the end, couldn't. Are we sure all. they counted them all? I swear he hit like Yeah, I know. I, that's how I felt seconds. too. That's how I feel every time. Me, I, maybe, thought he, I thought he came up one and short. I'm sure they second. count them. I'm sure they can't like really get that past the other. I, 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 that was more of a rhetorical question. I actually don't yeah, think. Yeah, I, I know. Like, I know. But, but it just it did seem like he hit more than. Yeah, that's I agree with you, said. Alex. That's it seemed I like said. he was closer than two, which I guess is only I, one I number, thought but... he. I thought he was only one away, but who knows at this point. I mean, yeah. everything's already been you know counted as is and finalized. Yeah, I thought, I thought I had the perfect bracket. My bracket was so good, but Vladdy spoiled it all. He beat Julio Rodriguez, who hit 41 bombs in the first round. Yeah, and then sputtered in the second round. Sputtered in the second. It was that was it's exact. That was that, exactly that was like, my uh, sadness. Josh Hamilton's performance in 08, record and amount in, first, in the first round. Was this close to winning? Sucked in the second. Close. Yeah, Randy was really close to winning. I thought he was going to do it. I thought I was standing up. I was like, it, I it was, was a lot of fun. Like that was. I mean. I didn't want to be that stressed out about something that's not really that important. Uh, but since there was a raised representative in it, it made it all the more important. And like, it got way too stressful by the end of it. 
Like, yeah, I don't know exactly. if you guys felt the same way as I did, but like ever since he like announced and then heading up to or leading up to to the home run derby, I wasn't like that excited. I was like, oh, this would be fun. Hopefully he does wins a round or two, Res- like within respect, get just earn his respect. And then as like it started, I was like really excited for it. I was like, wow, this is really fun to actually have somebody in this that I actually yeah, care exactly. about. Um, and he and shines only, so bright everywhere yeah, he goes. And not only to participate in it, but also to succeed and thrive through it. So um, even if he lost round one, it really wouldn't have mattered. But it was really cool. that, And he smoked Luis Robert, who I thought was going to win it easily. And he dominated him. So yeah, that was really cool, too. Yeah, I mean, he's compare. He's like a comparable, like his level of popularity is amongst like other team people in MLB. Just as like a whole, people really like Randy Rosarena. Just like any fan base, just fucking loves him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just kind of like Evan Longoria. You know how like there was a bunch of people from outside Tampa Bay who probably adored Lo- Evan Longoria growing up because he was just one of the elite players. Uh, and he happened to be on the race. So during that era, a lot of people just loved Longo, no matter like where they grew up. But, you know, Randy Rosarena is similar. I, I think he's just he's just kind of gone global, and that's what I appreciate about him. And he just shines bright on every world stage he's on. It's great. Yeah, it's great he's, he's the kind of person, especially in the home run derby, where he doesn't look like the guy who would win. But he has that sort of mentality and determination that we've seen from him where he's going to put himself in a position to win if he can. Yeah, that second like, round was yeah. crazy. Yeah, like he, 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 he had really no grew. business getting as far as he did, but he did it because he's him. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, he like we've said a million times, he loves those bright lights. I mean, and like you said, Gibby, everybody knows him. Like that's the thing about the Tampa Rays. It's like typically a lot of, play, a lot of the times – players will have good seasons and people have absolutely no idea that they're having good seasons or who even who they even are. So, but everybody, I mean, everybody who knows baseball remembers Randy's run in 2020. Everybody knows him through the WBC. So like, I mean, he's always been clutch on the big stage. I mean, him, he stole, I mean, he's also stole home, which I think it's kind of forgotten a lot, um, but he stole home in the playoffs that also kind of brought light to his name again too. So yeah, he just loves he loves those big moments. Yeah, and I know, I guess the home run derby is not really like a big moment, well, but it's, it's still, oh, it's, it's, it's the national I mean, stage. It's the I national it's, stage. It's so probably like, the best. It's probably one of the best all-star uh, games. It's probably the best gimmick uh, all-star thing that in, in sports, like it's better than like the slam dunk contest or whatever. Oh, I completely yeah. agree with that. I yeah, will say but, the uh, one caveat I have to it, which it's now starting to come to light. It, and maybe it's more of they need to get people who are competent who can field in the outfield, not some twelve-year-old kid who hasn't picked up a glove at all and yeah. it's smoked in the face by a Vladdy line drive. Oh, dude, I and made a tweet. Insane. I should have kept that tweet up. I made that tweet like three years ago about it's like, yeah, it's like yeah, they that's shouldn't have these kids out here. I mean, yeah, that's, like, that's like everyone. Everyone says that, but now it actually happened. You know, they should they should not do that. They they should like. At they should have point, catcher mask on. Yeah, that would make it worse. ACL or whatever the hell it was in Denver, and Alonso oh, yeah. just like was was just like bobbing his head to the music and had no clue what the hell was going on. And then this, like at this point, just either a go back to 
when the ball drops, the next ball is thrown. That that's just my have, biggest issue. Yeah, like it's just. I, I mean, at that, this kid. point, it's just like rapid fire. Also, I was not laughing at the kid. I was laughing at Pete Alonzo's reaction. No, um, no, but, I completely agree with you on that one. <laughs> but All right, um, people, people are so dumb. They're acting like he took like it was 116 miles per hour when it hit him like in the face. It, it wasn't. It was a little bit slower. Still hurts yeah, a lot. But if if that if that's that's from like up when they get that speed, that's like right off the bat. That's not uh what what it's hitting his face at it's probably yeah. a little bit softer but you know he's he's probably okay he's he's fine but you know maybe it just don't happen out there but yeah that's i think that's they they should go back to where it, it would it would it would make it less exciting but i think people also want to see how far home runs go that's that's one of the biggest parts of the home run derby so i think they should go back to waiting for the ball to land um, cause otherwise it's just like the cameramen are just going back and forth and you can't, you, I mean, you can't watch the yeah. ball go that far because the cameraman's already going to the next pitch. Yeah. And they're so not just putting like, their all, they're not putting their all into every swing anyway. So it's exactly. not really going to go that far really. Like it's not going to go the farthest it could like, you know, and maybe add some time, maybe add time to there the, needs or, to be, there needs to be a, a healthy medium between that, uh, was the one Yankee they always talk about? They always talk about his round in the like twelve for twelve or whatever. He wasn't a Yankee. Wait, Josh Hamilton? Yeah, Josh Hamilton. Okay, it was at uh, Yankee Stadium. Now it was at Yankee Stadium. Uh, when Josh Hamilton did that, I think that round was like forty-five minutes. That that's not okay. Like that can't happen. But like also that was a that's legendary why. round. But so also it was legend. It, it was legendary. But there needs to be a healthy medium between like what they have now, like the kind of faster pace, and still giving it enough time to where we can actually watch, watch. these balls go. Yeah. And and I mean I know he's older now, but it's just not the same without Chris Berman too. I mean Carl Ravitch, not the best announcer for the home run derby. I don't think. I don't know what you guys think about that. He's just not – he doesn't seem like he's that, like he, – he doesn't get very animated about it. Um, I mean, nobody will be like Chris Berman was, but maybe if we could get, like I, – I like Joe Davis a lot for for Fox, that he would be a really good homer and derby announcer, but I know it's obviously it's always tougher to – That ball's out of here. It's, it's also like, just tougher to try to broadcast something like that where it's so rapid, at least – in the previous ones, like if you give like two to two and a half seconds where like you have to wait between pitches, I think that that would be just a little bit better. Like at least if there's some separation and it's not just like, like, you know, rapid yeah. as much as it is right now. Oh, that kid got that fucking crushed. Oh. Yeah. I, no, I agree. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. He's too excited. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just imagining uh, Joe Buck being like, I don't know. So, funny. yeah, uh, definitely entertaining. And then that leads us into the All-Star game, which uh, was dominated by Rays early on. Randy made a really good catch in the outfield. Yandy hit the 100th home run for the AL in the All-Star in All-Star game history, gave the AL a 1-0 lead, which then kind of got screwed over because, uh, what's his face? Um, Felix Batista gave up a two-run bomb to Elias Diaz of the Rockies which then gave the NL the lead. Then Wander had a chance to tie it up in the ninth inning. He hit a ball to the wall or to the warning track. 
ended up being caught at the track. So that was close, but not, um, you know, close, but no cigar. So the Rays didn't end up getting a, um, uh, anyone uh, in terms of an all-star game MVP. Also something of note, which is just, I don't understand how the hell this happened, but the situation with um, no one announcing the freaking half the team, like, Shane wasn't announced and Wander wasn't announced in terms of the There's just a lot of mistakes. I was you know. that's unacceptable. That's just completely unacceptable. Everyone there is supposed to be honored. You're not supposed to miss any team. The fact that a team was missed and that team was the Rays, the t- the best team in the AL at that point is frankly unacceptable. So uh I don't understand how that happened in in yeah. any sort of way. I just think it's 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 just about you know it'll always come down to that. I made a tweet about it. I think I just think it always comes down to it doesn't matter how good our team is or even if we do like have like the good attendance and the good numbers. If we don't have the shiny new ballpark, uh, we're not gonna get an All Star game in our vicinity, and we're not gonna really earn the respect in the All Star game or maybe from the MLB as a whole, but. Right now, it's just like an awkward phase, you know. So, I, 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 you know, we we get slighted all the time. It's like we get, we get these slight, uh, we get we get these uh, we get these about like a few times a year, you know, like like they'll they'll miss something about us or or something. But it's good feel for us, I think. You know, uh, I think I think that's good feel for Shane for the second half. It's like, oh, you didn't, even, you know, I, I'm here. Or they said Shane's name, but uh, not having uh, who they didn't they didn't say Wander's name, right? Yeah. Well, I don't remember them saying either name, but but oh, actually, they might have not said said Shane's name either. Which in that case, that that would be that's just yeah. I mean, I wish I could say I'm surprised. I mean, it's happened multiple times, or like the not that exactly, but that some that subtle disrespect. I mean, I'm not. I've kind of become used to that. I think, I think along with all, all the race fans out there, I think we've all become kind even, of just, and it doesn't even to have to be intentional. If it, if it's like by accident, it's still like, come on. Like, it happens and, yeah, all the time. I, like, like get I, your shit I together. Think, I don't think they're, yeah, I don't think they're purposely purposefully going out of our, their way to slight us, but it is just annoying when it always seems like it's us who gets the brute and the, whatever that saying is that brute end of that. Um, and I mean, and the MLB bottom line too. It said Yandy Diaz was on the Astros too. Um, so it's one of the, it's just one of those things. It's like we like we can't do anything. I mean, we could be upset about it, but in the end, like there's nothing really to do, and it's their fault. It's bad journalism. I mean, that's I don't know how I don't know how these people at like these big companies like that like are able or make mistakes like that. I mean. We're in, in like I know how to. That like ninety percent of the job is attent- attentiveness to detail. So like, I don't understand how they make those mistakes. Yeah, they're small mistakes, but people pick up on them. So it it just looks bad on their part. I think. Yeah, it doesn't it, make me feel great. Yeah, it wasn't the best vibe, but it is it's what not it very is. nice. Mob. Yeah, that's that you, Rob. It wasn't. It wasn't the best script. vibe. I know you oh, wrote Rob Manfred, who's probably he going to get reelected. Fucking intentionally, fucking did that shit. I know him. 
Apparently, he's going to get a probably reelected as the um, whatever the hell it's called, Supreme Chancellor. No, not that. Just the, the MLP. <laughs> no, that's Jesus a, that's Lord. A... No, he's just gonna get reelected as commission. Oh, yeah, got that. Uh, yeah, I got that one. I got that one. <laughs> I meant yeah, it that's in like what a I Star saw. Wars way. That was like a Star Wars joke. But like, oh well, yeah, that's what I saw. I believe I saw that he is expected to get reelected as commissioner, which I don't understand why, but I'm not going to try to figure that out on my own end. Um, Emperor Manfred. Yeah. However, the Rays now have another uh, home run that they can add to their all-star game uh, statistics as a team following what Mike Zunino did in 2020. What was that? Last? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. 2021 in Colorado. Um. Now, from here, let's go into, I guess, quick recaps of the series before the Rangers series, that being the Braves series right before the break and then the Royals series right after the break. So the Rays lost two of three to the Braves, who are the best team in baseball right now at, at home. They ended up winning the last game of that series, something of note, but still a tough, um, you know, a tough series regardless. They had chances to win in that series. However, they did look much better in the final game of the series heading into the break, which I think give a lot of Rays fans optimism, which then leads into the Royal series where the Rays won the first two games of the series, probably should have won the third game of the series, but uh, Zach Eflin had some struggles early on. I think the Rays runs a little bit later on in that Sunday game, Uh, but then the Royals just kept tacking on solo home runs and uh, various, uh, I think there was an RBI triple in there at one point. Uh, So, you know, by that point, the game just got out of hand and the Rays ended up winning two out of three. Uh, but there was that three-game winning streak in there if you count the last game before the All-Star break and the first two games after it. So that was at least something of promise, but alongside that, there were also three losses that honestly probably should have gone either way. Some of them should have gone in the way of the Rays, uh, but they weren't able to do that. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts specifically about either one of those series, but if you do, let me know. I I mean, Eflin is addicted to throwing two strike pitches right down the middle. I'm, I do not understand what the hell the pitch pitch sequence is, but I mean, it's not even, it's not only Eflin. I swear a whole pitching staff thinks that they have stuff to overpower batters when they're up 0-2 or 1-2. I, I do not, I will not understand that for the life of me, why they keep throwing pitches right down the middle when they have favorable counts. I don't know what the point of giving, getting a favorable count is if you're just going to throw the next pitch right down the middle. I mean, the point of getting a favorable count is being able to expand the zone, make the hitter chase one. You have all the power. You can throw it out of the zone and either make them swing and miss or make them swing and have soft contact. And, I mean, the first RBI that Eflin let up, it was a one-two count, and the pitch was literally right down the middle. I don't know what – I don't know if that's an accident. It can't be an accident. He does it all the time. But, I mean, the only two pitchers on on this staff, I think, that have that stuff where I'm like, you can throw it in the zone 0-2-1-2, and if they get a hit, fine. It's Shane and Pete. If those guys do it, fine. It's like props to the hitter. Just like the just like the fastball on game one that Shane had, where he it was 97 away. I think it was in the zone, and it was just a good piece of hitting. Like, I don't know how he got that out, but it drives me in. I don't know about you guys. I don't know if you noticed that, but it drives me insane how they how often how often raised pitchers do it, but especially Eflin. I do not understand why he does it so much. I don't know. I think it's just these high pressure mishaps. I mean, obviously he's not trying to throw it in the middle there. It's just 
something with his mechanics when it when it gets down to it uh maybe he thinks he has it like when he's in that two strike approach so maybe he's relaxing too much and there's just something in his general form that's just messing him up uh but like do you guys notice that though do you guys like do you guys yeah, notice like that at the, all it's like like the uh like the general sequence has not been, like like the pitch selections have not been the best but no, i feel I, like who, it comes from a lot that, of our is, lower leverage guys is that is that the catcher's call or is that who whose call is that well now pitchcom uh it's it's the basically the pitcher has to call most of the stuff unless i don't know if i don't know they if they have a like different approach to it i don't I didn't know if it came from the bench. Like, if you get to this count, throw this to him or something like that, maybe. Yeah, or... I mean, they probably go – it's like the scenario they probably go over. But yeah. they, maybe they, they do use pitch com in that way where they'll be like – where maybe the manager can, like, pick what pitch the pitcher throws. But maybe the pitcher can just refuse that. I don't but know. It, it, um, dry, but it the... drives me bonkers. It annoys the hell out yeah. of me. I have to assume that that in there he's also just missing spots because there's no way that they're intentionally trying to throw it middle middle or middle in or whatever it is every at bat. Like he he has to be missing spots somewhere uh, for that. And, and also keep in mind that his road splits are much worse than his home splits. I understand he hasn't nearly been as dominant in recent starts as he has or as he was at the at the beginning of the season, but still it can't all just be them trying to throw it in those spots. It's, it, it has to be some sort of him missing location as well. Yeah. I, I yeah. see the location missed more than anything, but I do see what you're saying with the, I mean, there, there has been a big change with uh pitcher catcher communication. And now it's mostly on the, the pitcher to call the calls where before, like we had like Mike Zanino and guys like that, really good defensive catchers who could really set up, uh, and like maybe get the pitcher in the right frame of mind of what the pitch he should be throwing. Cause maybe a lot of these guys haven't been picking their pitches most of their career. So now this is like a new thing and uh, it's, you can go over every scenario in the book, but at the end of the day, you have to throw the pitch in the right fucking place. That, so that, like, Cause that's what I'm wondering. I'm like, if it's up to the pitcher, it's either one of two things. It's either, a mistake or it's either the pitcher thinks that the, he has the stuff that he can just throw it right down the middle and it's still blow by him. And it's like, no, none like our pitching staff is good, but none of it, none like other than Pete, other than Pete and Shane, like I said before, all the other guys do not have the stuff to be overpowering well, the zone on an O2 Glass count. Now does. Well, Glass now is getting the stuff back. So. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I but agree. Glass it is, is alarming though. Glass now, Glasnow does a great job of that, though. He'll get an 0-2 count, 1-2 count. He rarely throws it in the zone there. He'll throw a curveball in the dirt. Speed, his off-speed is so good. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm, That's exactly what I'm saying. He'll throw it off, he'll throw off-speed in the dirt or outside the zone, and he'll get most of those guys to chase. Which I hope is not a indication that his fastball is, like, uncomfortable for him or anything. But it's I, the I'm pitch. glad that he's – that he's leaning more on the on the off speed stuff because he has, I mean, he has the nastiest curveball in MLB, and it's a perfect it's a perfect two strike pitch when you're ahead in the count. So, I yeah. agree with that. I agree with that for sure. Um, I I will say it is alarming that he's having those sort of control issues, especially after how dominant 
um, that he's been in. And those control issues, I feel like, are just blips. But, like, those blips are turning into, I mean, significant mistakes as a result of that. Uh, Yeah. I'm trying to – I mean, the Braves series was just – like, the Rays actually stayed with them. The Braves didn't look overpowering at all. The Rays just failed to capitalize on opportunities that they had. I think that's kind of the easiest way of putting it. There was nothing about – what the Braves were throwing at the Rays that was like, oh my God, we cannot beat them. It was, oh my God, everything else is getting in the way. Like everything that the Rays are doing is getting in the way of themselves beating the Braves, whether that be not converting with runners in scoring position, whether that be small pitching mistakes here and there. Uh, and, and I mean, you know, in those I, sort of games, you got to be perfect. And they, you know, it's just tough. Yeah. But and the frustration. I hate to point out one player. I hate to play it on one player, but Brandon Lau did not play. I mean, his defense in that series was awful. Um, he had the error in, on Friday's game that allowed, I think, for the inning. I don't know if it was two outs, but it allowed for the lead, for the go-ahead running to get on base. And then the two-run homer followed that. So that should have been a solo home run. Um, and then he had that awful error on Saturday's game. Saturday's game was kind of a blowout, but still, it's still one of those inexcusable errors where – I mean, Wander put it right at right at his glove, and he literally just missed it. So, yeah. Yep. A uh, couple things right. before we go into the break, uh, because we do have some things that we're going to be talking about after the break, including uh, talking about the Rangers series, talking about the Orioles series coming up, and then getting into some trade deadline uh, rumors, information, predictions that we have. Uh, just a couple of player related stuff and then uh, something that the Rays uh, put out or I guess released um, over the last week in terms of news that's going to be happening. So uh, in terms of player related news, both Yanni Chirinos and Javi Guerra were both DFA'd this week. Yanni has been uh, used a lot by the Rays this year. I know that we've wanted him to be used in a bigger role. It seems that his peripherals have caught up to him significantly. He's not even close to being at the top of the league in a lot of different categories. And it's just not, a. he's just kind of slowly going on a downturn. And unfortunately that meant that, you know, as much as the Rays, I'm sure wanted to use them as an arm, he just became unreliable for them moving forward. And Javi Guerra was kind of just like, um, you know, pickup that they got from the Brewers after he was um, released from them, the Rays, or I think the Rays actually might've traded for him, but, um, or released him, whatever. Um, we used him. Yeah, and he didn't look that great yesterday. Uh, so he, both of those guys have been DFA'd. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on Yanni being DFA'd. It seems well, like I do have thoughts on Yanni. I, I, okay. I, I did. I've said a lot of supportive things about Yanni this year. I love him. You know, he's been through a lot. You know, he, remember when he just kind of just fucking came back when he was like, oh my god. Like who's who's this man? Like, mm. uh, he's just been gone for like he was in the first season of our podcast and we talked about him a little bit. It was like he got injured, and then fast forward, now he's here. Wait, he might have been already injured by twenty twenty. Yeah, he was. Okay. We we we've definitely uh, talked about him early yeah. on. Oh, not so much. We did, we did. Yeah, maybe. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna miss him. But uh, I think he'll get picked up. He might get another opportunity somewhere. Uh, 
He might not, though, because maybe people view him as, oh, maybe if the Rays can't fix him, no one can fix him. But, you know, I think there's there's opportunities out there for him. So, yeah, uh, I wish him all the best. And I, I agree, I, too. But uh, you did so shit yesterday. I was really mad. But I, I, I agree, could be like I, that one fan who said that thing to Pete Fairbanks. That was just awful. I mean, that's not wait. how we should portray our anger in the sports community. Agreed. But I mean, yeah, I, I, I was probably wrong. I, I definitely, I, I actually was wrong about Torino's. I was really high on him. Yeah. me too. Um, I was definitely an advocate of him over Fleming. He looked, he I saw definitely had his trade. He looked pretty good. He, he definitely had his spots this year. I mean, he had the one game against the D backs where he looked unreal. Um, but I mean, I, I don't blame them for DFAing him. He just, he wasn't good recently at all. I mean, he got absolutely shelled by the Royals, which is not acceptable. Like, I mean, I know the Royals, the, the Royals offense isn't the worst thing in the world. They're not a bad team because their offense is that bad, but you can't give up. I think he gave up like six or seven runs to the Royals. Um, and then he also did not look good on Sunday against the Royals. He came in and I think he gave up three solo home runs. So, I, yeah, I don't blame them for DFAing him. He just wasn't there. Um, and, yeah, I wish him the best. But Javi Gura, yeah, that guy wasn't ever that good for us in both stints. He was one of those guys where you kind of throw in in, like, a four-run game when you're when, when you're losing. And then if you're up, like, six or seven, you kind of throw him and you eat up some innings um, when you're winning. But, yeah, I mean, I once again, I don't blame us for DFAing him. I don't understand why Cash used him in that spot. Yeah, we'll I, that I, that's my part. We'll get but... into that after the break, but um, yeah. yeah, I guess I, I I think Torino's will get picked up because he does still have, he still has some good stuff, and I think teams will realize that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to hold over the other news um, after the, until after the break, so stay tuned. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back in this latest episode of Raise the Roof. Hi everyone, Alex here with a quick word from our newest sponsor, SeatGeek. SeatGeek is your one-stop shop for tickets for everything from live theater and concerts to sporting events like Rays games. SeatGeek uses a color-coded scale to show you where the best deals are, with green being good and red being bad. If you haven't used SeatGeek before, we have a special deal just for you. Use code RAISETHEROOF, that's RAISE spelled R-A-Y-S, at checkout for $20 off your first purchase with SeatGeek. Again, that's code raise the roof for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Thanks so much to SeatGeek for sponsoring us, and let's get back to this latest episode of Raise the Roof. And we're back on this latest episode of Raise the Roof. Again, if you guys don't, um, or if you guys haven't used any of our affiliate sponsor links yet, uh, code raise the roof, R-A-Y-S, all in caps, will get you $20 off your first purchase of $30 or more using SeatGeek. And 10% off any orders uh, on In The Clutch. So make sure to use both of them. Make sure to take advantage of both of them. Definitely worth your time. Uh, Gibby's got the shirt. It's a great shirt. It's it's a great company. Definitely make sure to support them. Uh, Not to use our link, though. Or our code. Is it a code or is it a link? Yeah, it's a code. It's a code. Okay. What's the code? Raise the roof. Oh, okay. Cool. There you go. Easy enough. I wasn't listening. Just like the name. 
Something that I wanted to talk about that we didn't get a chance to talk about before the break was something that the Rays put out this week or that was, uh, I guess, released to the public this week is that for the first time ever, the Rays, because I don't really count the Wade Boggs statue as a thing because it's not really a statue because you can move it. Like it's a statue on wheels. So I don't really count that as the same thing. But the Rays will um, be putting in two permanent statues outside Tropicana Field. I believe they're going to do it on September 23rd is the day. All fans that are going to those um, or all all fans that are going to that game will be receiving figurines of both statues. The statues are uh, Longo uh, celebration after game 162 in 2011 and Akinori Iwamura stepping on second base following the the game seven, or I guess the final out of game seven of the 2008 ALCS that sent the race to the World Series. So those are the two permanent statues that are being put in. That's so cool. If you guys have any thoughts about that. I, that's the first that. time I've heard about that, actually. I think it's, I think it's cool. Um, I think it's a good, it's just a good, I guess, I, I don't know if homage is the right word, but it's a good way to honor um, I mean, just a little bit of what Longo did for the franchise, and even I mean, that's cool as fuck too. That, I mean, because his I, celebration I, I was, was so iconic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, they're definitely really cool. The only thing that I have, I guess, against it is it would have been cool to wait to put those in the new stadium. Yeah, like, are we yeah, going to pick those up? Do are they going to keep those there? Are we going to pick those up and them? then bring them, or like that it would have been cool? Know. I know, I know, we won't be getting a new stadium for a year at least. When the lease doesn't end until twenty twenty seven, I think. Yeah, yeah. So probably the earliest would be like two thousand twenty nine, two thousand thirty, maybe. So like yeah. it is a long time. Um, it would I'm just. Sure, be, I'm sure they got plans for that. You know, it's like a it would have been cooler if they like unveiled unveiled those at the new stadium, but. Like I said, it could be a while for that, so I don't blame them for doing it now. It's actually a Lego statue, so you can just they're just gonna take it apart. That would be terrible. <laughs> that would be there actually wait. There actually is a Lego statue somewhere in. I think they're in all the ballparks. I, I know actually. there's a Mickey there's, statue. There's some sort of Lego thing. A Mickey Mouse statue. Yeah, because they did. Yeah, there there is a Mickey game. Mouse in every. Actually, there's a. I'm pretty sure isn't there one in every stadium? Yeah, because the uh, the 2010 All Star Game was held in Anaheim, and as you guys know, Disneyland is in Anaheim, and the Angels also used to be owned by Disney, so that was a pretty easy tie-in there. Where Major League Baseball was like, pretty yeah. tie-in, just like they own the Magic. The di- that Disney damn mouse has his magic. hands and everything. They don't uh, own the Magic. They don't own, they don't own the Magic. That, that, is that what they don't own the magic? They I, just have I'm, a jersey sponsor. I know. I'm just joking. Oh, but <laughs> like, he has his I, hand. He does have a jersey sponsor. I mean, I I know next to nothing about the Orlando Magic, so I thought that that actually could be no nope. fit. I mean, but is that be. why they're is that why they're called the Magic? Is because Walt this is because Disney World's. Right I mean, there? Disney did throw a bunch of money to. I mean, the if you don't know, uh, the basketball team originally it was going to be in Tampa, but. Uh, a lot of Orlando people were like, "Hey, bring it over here! We got money, tourism." And it worked. So, isn't it, isn't Orlando a Orlando, pretty crappy city too? What? Uh, no, Orla- no, no. 
are you no. is are you are, is that a serious no or no i mean the downtown has been like iffy at times but they actually fixed i4 so it's a little bit better now to like get through orlando and like traffic is getting better in orlando that i've uh, been to that football it's... stadium the use i've been to that football stadium twice for bowl games when michigan played oh, florida yeah. and I, I go there all the bowl. time Good old and the area around that stadium is not nice at all but Maybe that I mean that it could be that, that's a small portion of the stadium, so I could be wrong. Oh, oh yeah, around there it's not oh, nice there, it's at all. Terrible. <laughs> around the around Orlando City, yeah, uh, it's not good. It's not good. Uh, that's yeah. where that's where like they've all been pushed to basically. Uh, yeah, it's just I, not I don't know how else to describe it, but you know we're we're gonna start getting political if we talk about that too long. <laughs> No, we don't need to, but the good news yeah, is but, I don't uh, even yeah, know if the yeah. Magic have any sort of statues outside their stadium um, because they should probably have a statue of like Shaq, a Shaq? Yeah, or a like Shaq Penny one. Hardaway or Jameer Nelson. Not, you can't do Dwight. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dwight's worth it, but yeah, no, it's it's cool that the Rays. A J.J. Reddick statue, maybe? Nah, I don't know about that. <laughs> he wasn't with the team for long enough. Before. I'm just kidding. <laughs> But it is cool that the Rays are finally getting something. That's I think that's a really, really good touch. I think that something that the Trop has been missing because I know a lot of people – I'm not going to lie, it does kind of look soulless from the outside. It's a lot more vibrant inside, but it's definitely yeah. something that will spruce up the outside area around the Trop. So that's really, really cool. Uh, let's get into talking about the Rangers series since that was the most recent series that the Rays had. I don't know how much effort and time we want to put into it, uh, it was supposed to be uh, more hotly. We contested. got our asses whooped. Yeah, it was. It was supposed to be a more hotly contested series than what it actually was, which was the Rays getting swept for the second time in July. July has just not been a good month to the Rays at all. I remember I mean, there was a time like yeah. a month ago when we didn't lose three straight games at all this year, and I I wish we could go back to that. I, I yeah. think that was that. Was it? Oh, never mind. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this team—it's definitely a much different team now than it was a month ago. I'll say that for sure. But yeah, because yeah. some players are not the players they were two months ago. Yeah, there's been a lot of regression across the board. The Rays lost five-one today. They lost. Oh God, what was yesterday's score? What was it like? Five seven? to three. Five, five. I, and, I keep thinking it was and seven. Then, and all the, but the thing is, like, yeah, we got swept. So I get it wasn't contested. Like, it wasn't like a contested series, but all three of those games, we could have easily won. Yeah, exactly. Like, pass ball in the first game, uh, Javi Guerra, second game. I, no, 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 no. It, it wasn't his fault. It's cat that it's cash. Oh, I don't put any, yeah, I don't yeah. put any blame on Guerra for that one. Yeah, that's not it's his like fault. that situation was terrible for him, but like, yeah, I man, feel bad for him. I, uh, it's not his fault. I feel bad for him. It's actually. not his fault. No, and then no, two no, hits I mean, in like three straight I mean, innings and runners in scoring position and no runs this game. I'm can we go back to the Monday game? Because there is no reason in any universe we should have lost that game. Nope. That that's one of the that that's the game I think that that kind of just epitomizes this entire awful streak that we've been on the past month. I think we're what twelve and eighteen in the past in terms of the last thirty days, we're mm-hmm. twelve and thirty or whatever, or twelve and eighteen. Sorry, but I think Monday's kind of just epitom just kind of explained everything. Just because, I mean, yes, we got out to a good start. One o two o. Josh Lowe hit a home run. Good to see that. But I mean, Shane pitched probably. Uh, I would say that was probably his best performance of the year. Yes, he didn't go seven innings. He went what? What did he go? Five, I think. 
Yeah, I thought he went like two, two maybe runs. He, he, I think he might have gone – maybe he went six, yeah. But, I mean, he gave up a leadoff single and then got a double play to get out of that and then went, I think, four perfect innings. So he faced the minimum through four, and it was, I mean, a, a cheeky single and then an unbelievable two-strike hit that went out. So, like, it was just one of those frustrating games where we should have won that game. There was no reason why we lost that game. And then Pete, unfortunately – kind of just pulled one and we lost and and another game that we just couldn't catch a break i mean taylor wallace hit one that was maybe an inch away from being on same with isak did isak did the exact same thing just batting court roped one down the third baseline that was caught unbelievable play by uh, i think was it josh jung or however you pronounce his last name i think he was playing third that day but just very very frustrating yeah, I mean, it's it's just a different vibe we're getting from other teams now. Like, uh, before, we were kind of just like this, uh, I mean, being the best just kind of, or, or being uh, considered like one of the top dogs of the year is just kind of hurting us because usually before, kind of more under the radar, you know, teams, they don't have the best scouting report on us. But with this more open format of everyone playing everyone, you have just a lot of comparisons you can make uh you can see what a lot of teams that you've played before can do so i feel like people are just ready for the rays more they're giving the they're giving the rays their best uh obviously our our like bullpen and our some of our we've just been just very unlucky and like uh the, the pass ball uh for fairbanks that was terrible uh, shouldn't have put Javi Guerra in that situation. Do feel bad for him. Uh, and then to, today's or yesterday's game was just just got out of hand. I mean, it it was it was a one zero game until like the the like the seventh inning, and then they score one in the seventh, and they score three in the eighth, and then it's just over by the. I mean, can can anybody give me some sort of reasonable explanation on why Cash put Garrett in there? I I, I don't know. Like I I have, and then they DFA him the next day, stretch. and then they DFA him. Yeah, like I guess that was his chance. But it's like, dude, if you know if you know that this guy is borderline on this team, you cannot put him in in a one run game on the road against the Ooh. best offense in the league. I like. Cash I mean, deserves kinda... a lot of shit for that move because that was a pathetic move. Yeah, he 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 likes to do that high pressure situation kind of stuff, but you know, when it when it goes to a guy who's struggling like that, I mean, it can it it's, can just hurt the team. It's it's exactly it's exactly what he did in Seattle with the we were I think we were down we were down three to two in Seattle like the bottom of the sixth or the seventh, and he put in Beaks. Uh, then he the game gets blown open. It's like, dude, this is a one run game. It's not. A, we're not down four runs. Like, I don't know what you're doing. Like, you're. We are in this game, one hundred percent. And he makes these dumb moves, and it's like, oh, yeah, game's yeah. over. I don't get. I do uh, yeah. not understand it. Yeah, Alex. I don't know if you have anything to say, but I do know. I saw Kittredge had a good performance. I think he's in Triple A Durham right now. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm excited. To have him back yeah i'm definitely excited to see him come back i know that that's um, that, that's awesome it was just a rough series. like hearing yeah. his name hearing his name today i was i was listening to a radio wda um i heard his name today i was like oh my god 
Was that a? That is, oh, uh, to my eye. Our guy Neil. Oh yeah, I think it was Neil Solans. He was talking post game. Nice. No wait, he he wasn't doing the post game. It might have been Andy doing the post game. No, it was uh, it's it, a new guy. A new who, guy. Who Chris. does the? Yeah, Chris. Yeah, he's cool. From the biscuits. Uh, yeah. So. From yeah, my, I, but, I do. I, I'd be listening to six twenty a lot, actually. But we also have to talk about this offense too. It's not. Like oh that, yeah, I mean Taylor um, Walls fell off a cliff from the beginning of the season. I mean, it's just. He's been getting unlucky. He was close on that one hit, but like, oh, he's just, it's just been like, we could talk about the defense all we want. It's just, I'm looking, I'm staring at a 172 batting average. I mean, that's just not a good, you can't, you cannot spin that number in a good way. I don't care what kind of fucking baseball nerd you are. I don't care about the D war. I don't care about all that shit. Look at that. It's terrible. That's a hole in the lineup. That's a hole. It's a gaping gaping hole and he just needs to turn he needs to whatever he had in his mind the first half of the season Wait, he's i thought i thought he was fixed i was like oh my god this is great is it... i mean not even the first half of the season like the first two two months he was doing really good 172 was last oh. year he's hitting 205 right now which isn't much better but still uh, okay, okay okay but still uh yeah he's 205 sorry 172 was I was like, wait, he's, he's I, I, I was, I, it was 182. I was looking at his career. Oh. Uh, uh, or some number like that. I don't know. It's bad. Um, yeah, man. We got to turn, we got to turn something. I mean, Josh, Josh Lowe isn't even the confident hitter he was like a month ago. He, he's got to get back on his strike zone discipline. I mean, before he just had like the best. He was beating out Wander in terms of like his strike zone recognition, especially from like I don't know right even against like right-handed and left-handed hitters or batters, just anything. Uh, but now it's like I don't know, nothing's really going his way. Even though he's, he's still he's still raking them in, he's still doing all right. He's not even like one of the problem guys, you know. There's there's tons of there's just lots of holes, you know. And these stupid off. meaningless solo home runs that we get too. It's so yeah. annoying. Like last last night's game, game is basically over. Down five one thanks to Cash's dumb move, and then we hit back to back solo home runs. Like that actually matters, and it's and te- and today too. It's like we had ten hits, we had ten hits and no runs. I think through the first eight in- innings. That's I don't know how you do that honestly. That's tough to do. All I'm saying is it can't be the Rondi, Wandi, and Yandi show. And Wander hasn't been good either recently. Wander hasn't. If I see Wander ground out to second base one more time, I swear to God, like he does it every single time. Especially when he bats lefty. But it's just it's infuriating watching that lineup right now. Yeah, they're just they're just they're they seem they need a shot in the arm. They need a shot in the arm. Yeah, they seem they seem lifeless. They seem like they're kind of just going through. Uh, you know, just going through the motions without emphasis. Like, I really thought that the All-Star break was going to help out, but at the same time, it really hasn't. Um, You know what? When things kind of turned, I'm not going to blame this on Cash specifically, but things started going sour when Wander got benched. A little, yeah. st- that's when it just started. That was like the tip of the... It was kind of like, that, that, that Royal Nick in the armor, but it, things... 
I think that that was a cursed event, honestly. We need to rid ourselves of that bad. Yeah. And I know you're not going to like this, Alex, but I know Walls has not been that good. Has not been good, but I'd rather oh, have Brand- Walls. Brandon, yeah, yeah, yeah. I- I'd rather I'd rather have Walls than Brandon, because Brandon Brandon Lau I mean, has. I mean, this last series, let's see how he did. I don't. Wall- Walls Walls is at least a re- like he is a really really good defender, and he's re- he's really good on the base path. Lau is neither of those things. I mean, before like, Lau was getting like zero. I mean, like zero production. But at least these last two series, he's had like. Ever he's, so been, he's been hitting a lot better recently. Two, two, like two. I think it was like one RBI in this in in this series, but like pretty good in the in the Royals series. So I think he's on a good turn, but uh, yeah, it's not been pretty for him. And I don't, I don't know. know. Sophie's got to give with that. It's it's like we can't have the ups and downs every every year. And uh I, I hate know. to say it, but I'm, I, I, I think I'm, I, I might have given up on Brandon Lau. I, I just that's coming from a terrapin right there. You see, and that? because I'm, I, because he does, he, because he does that all the time. He'll, he'll, he'll reel you in. He'll have a good week and a half, and then he'll just go he'll off make the, you think the earth. It's, it's time. Exactly, and it's like, it's just. Oh, yeah. he, he is. He is a very, very frustrating player, and I mean, he. See, see not, that's. I thought I literally thought he was he, coming back after the Royal series. The amount of times he swings at a slider out of the zone boggles my mind. I don't know how he hasn't learned yeah. to maybe lay off that. And a fastball up and out of the zone every single time. So I, what I, like, the it, Rays do instead is we bring in Lamont Wade Jr. So there's still a Terp on the roster. Yes. And then offload Brand. If we choose to do that, there has to be retribution where there's another a sacrifice. On the and I'm fine with that. Not I, have a Maryland guy on the roster. And, and the thing is, the, the thing is, like I'm not like I don't like I like Brandon Lau. I'm and and if he goes to another team and hits 30 home runs, good for him. I just am tired of watching him on the Rays. I, I don't know about you guys. I know Alex, you probably disagree. I, the drama. I'm just so. I'm just. I'm just so, I'm just disgruntled by this team right now that it's not really anyone specific. It's just a broad disgruntlement of the team. I'll and Lau's an easy, guys, Lau's an easy scapegoat go. because he just he is all he seems to always be up in those big scenarios and he swings at a pitch not even close to the zone or he just grounds out. So it's it's super easy to blame him, which I think yes, there is a very very val- like he there's a very valuable reason to blame him because he has been not he's not been good at all. But it's not just him. So I do oh, realize not, that. It is not. But I, I, I am just so tired of watching Brandon Lau play for the Rays. And I'm sorry about that. But okay. I'm very, very glad that this Oriole yeah. series is happening before that. Yes, That's, let's get into that Oriole series. Also, Guy sad. to um, point out in that, I think it's Shintaro Fuj- Fujinami, the reliever from or pitcher from the Athletics. The Orioles just got him in a trade today. He's been really, really good over his basically like the last half of his starts this season or outings this season. He definitely struggled early on, but he has looked really, really good recently over like the last month or two. Uh, He throws hard. Like I said, good peripherals, good strikeout rate, low walk rate recently. So that's definitely something that I don't think that any Rays fan is going to be happy about to see that sort of thing, you know, that sort of player going to the Orioles, because that's just going to help bolster 
their already good bullpen um, that they have with, you know, two lockdown, clo- or two lockdown guys at the end of it. Uh, but how do you guys feel about this series now? Because the Orioles have been red hot as of recently, even though they did lose a series they're they're coming off a series loss against the Dodgers. They're still a team that is red hot. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's crucial. I mean, to be saying uh, in the midseason that a series is crucial like this uh, is kind of almost crazy, but it's it's absolutely true. I mean, uh, we're we're like half a game back now. I mean, we got to really cool off this team. Like, there needs to be like we this series needs to be won at home. Honestly, if we want a, uh, a chance of staving them off. Uh, for the rest of the season, because uh, we don't want to be in in a horse race with them, honestly, this whole season. So it it really needs to turn around, like, this series. So it's very important. Otherwise, I feel like they're just going to be off, and, like, maybe I don't think we'll be able to catch them. You know, uh, that's saying a lot, because there's a lot of season left, but, like, I mean, they're that hot to the point where, like, I mean, they could catch us after that, but I feel like playing them, getting a little bit more distance and getting a little bit more of a gap, take advantage of being able to widen that gap in this series and taking them while they're down. You know, they just lost against the Dodgers. That was helpful. Uh, Hopefully they're not angry about that or something and take it out on us. Um, But, I mean... This, from going two years ago, they won, like, two games against us in a season, I think. They won one. Yeah, they won. I think we won 17 out of 18. Yeah, it was one. Um, And now it is probably our most competitive uh, uh, division opponent at this point. I mean, it's a super competitive division, of course, but... It seems like it's just us and them now uh, with the Blue Jays kind of hanging around, hanging around. But uh, and yeah, it's it's going to be exciting. It's a huge series. I think I'm going tomorrow. uh, So that that's going to be awesome. So four gamer. It's going to be cool. Should be. I mean, yeah, it should be a good series. And I know I have been super pessimistic and hard on this team which i think they did like i'm not apologizing they deserve that they've been pathetic the last month but the one silver lining i'll take away is that we have been awful awful and they have been extremely hot and they just caught us like and we're still tied so Mm. it's the best of both it's the best of all the worlds i guess from their side and it's the worst of all worlds from our side and we're still tied with them so that gives us a little bit of consolation um, but yeah, like I, like I said earlier, the, I'm so glad this is coming before the all-star break kind of to see what we need to do against and to see what exact holes that we need to fill at the deadline or sorry, not all-star break, uh, trade deadline and to see what holes we need to fill by the deadline, but should be a good one. And we need, we need to at least split it. If we lose the series at home, it is not good at all. And yeah, at least split it, split it, especially considering we have we we have our four best pitchers on the mound too. So, 
Yeah, it's going to be, I mean, if any series was going to be hotly contested, it was definitely going to be this one. Knowing how good the Orioles have been, the Orioles are playing with house money right now. The Rays are definitely the more established team, the one who has more expectations put towards them, I'm sure, by the greater baseball community. So I don't think, you know, this is a series where the pressure is all on the Rays. And that's been a result of the Orioles playing really, 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 really well recently and the Rays not. So because of that, you now have a situation where teams just playing loose and another team is playing tight and their team and that other team is trying to find themselves because they're not, you know, they haven't found themselves yet. So that's going to be really, really interesting to see those two things clash, which is the Rays struggling uh, in a way that we haven't seen them struggle this season Definitely returning back to a form of, um, you know, I wouldn't say back to earth yet, just looking at the record, but definitely much more back to earth than we've seen them before versus the Orioles who are red hot and just can't seem to be stopped. I know the Dodgers stopped them in this series, but still, I mean, the Orioles have looked really, really good. They have a lot of young guys who are contributing. They have a really good bullpen who's contributing. I don't even understand how the hell this pitching staff is good because on paper, they're nothing special. Like you have guys like Kyle Bradish and Kyle Gibson. And, you know, Tyler guys Wells. that – Kramer. Dean Kramer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dean, Dean Kramer, guys that don't stand out but are guys that have produced this season and guys that have been good. There's a, isn't there like Tyler Wells is, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, it's again, the, what you're going to know about the Orioles is that the bullpen is really good. So if you get into the later innings and you're losing, that's not a good, you know, that's not a good situation that, that your team is going to be put in. The offense is a bunch of notable. What? And then they have a good offense on top. Yeah. Um, and they, uh, you know, Hunter Henderson's been looking really good recently. Adley's been pretty good this entire season. Um, uh, what's his face? Anthony Santander has been good as of recently. Uh, who else am I missing? I know Cedric just went on the IL, so that's something of note. But he's been kind of injury riddled the entire season, and they have been still been able to be good without him. Gunnar Henderson, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. I just mentioned him. Uh, who else am I missing that's having a good year on the Orioles? Right uh, uh, Austin Hayes. Yeah, Austin Hayes was an all-star. I mean, Mountcastle. Uh, right. I don't know how good Mountcastle's been, but I know that he's Not been a all-star, but... consistent producer for them. So they have a number of guys on this team who are good and are all clicking at the same time. And, I mean, you know, it's funny because Orioles magic is a song, and that's something that, like, you know, they, I guess, pride themselves on when they're good. And it's kind of a meme sometimes, but like, this is one of those times where like, it's actually a thing because you would think on paper that this team wouldn't be competing for a division title. And now they are, I understand it's only July, but still, you know, they are still competing for a division title. So I don't really know what to expect from this series. I would love to see the Rays bounce back and play really well at home. And I hope that the fans turn out, uh, I know there's going to be a lot of Orioles fans because there's already a large contingency of them there being that Sarasota is so close. So I'm so, sure that there's a lot of so snowbirds. So fucking easy to see, too. It's fucking 
Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of snowbirds that are going to be down there who are going to be O's fans who are going to go see that series. Do you even call that a snowbird? It's like, how much snow is there in Maryland? Really? I mean, there's enough. It gets cold. It's the east. I guess. Up I northeast, mid-Atlantic mid region. Just just another that? classic example of northerners moving south, right, Gibby? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> happens all the time. Damn, damn it, that's my... me. <laughs> damn Yankee. Happens all the time. That's me now. Exactly. Well, yeah. you did it for you did it for work, though. That's yeah, I know. You're messing up the here. traffic. You're you're it's the di- reason. It's different from going down there to retire because you can't. You don't want to pay a shit ton of money to live in the north. Oh, no, that's true. It's yeah. freezing, and you don't want to deal with the winters up there either. Yeah. That's true. Which the winters I in Philly aren't fun. that. It's not like Boston or like yeah New York. So, but yeah, I'm. I, I don't know. Like again, I would love for them to win this series. And I, I mean, they're 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 easily capable of doing it. Like, they could sweep no, if they to, and they could get swept if they wanted to. Both of those things are on the table. They could win this series. They could lose this series. They could they could um, split it. Like, I don't know what to expect. I'm going to try to be optimistic and hope that they win. But that's neither here nor there. Um, I know this pod has already been going on uh, a little bit too long as is, so I want to try to wrap things hey, up. But, too long, um, but it's okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, we've been trying to, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of stuff to condense with it. Yeah, this, we've, but, missed a lot. we've missed a lot. Uh, let's talk about um, our uh, so yeah, Seeky keys to the series. Um, what are the keys to the series for you guys? Yeah, like I think, like you said, have the lead late. We can't be going down. We can't have. We can't be down one run going into the eighth and ninth innings because we're not gonna. We're not gonna do yeah, anything. Not, considering their high leverage guys are way too high. Leverage. Considering who their high leverage guys are and the combination of the fact that we can't do anything offensively, I mean, I think they could throw me out there and I could strike out these guys by the way they're batting. Like, I mean, and I know that's hyperbole, but like, it's just it's just a way to kind of just say how bad our lineup has been because it has been awful and we cannot go down one or two runs to this bullpen because it is serious. I mean, uh, Bautista and Cano, both all-stars are insane. And yeah, I think, I mean, the starting pitching, I think are the keys. I think, like I said, we have our four best. And I, I think the biggest key is tomorrow night's game. We have to get off this. We have to get the series off to on a good foot. And we have to end this four-game losing streak that we're that we're on, and we gotta hit with runners in scoring position. Today was unacceptable. You can't you can't have. I think we had eight. I think we had eight hits through five innings today, and no oh, runs. Loading the bases, which is like last season. Pathetic. Yeah. It, it is like last season. It, it's the it's the, the Rays of old. It's the ta- it's this the typical Rays where we can't hit with exactly. two outs. Exactly, we're back. Where you can't but... do anything with runners in scoring position and. We have got to be able to do that because they're going to make us pay. And, I mean, every team so far has made us pay recently. So it would be nice if we caught a couple breaks too. Maybe maybe we don't get an all – maybe don't get like a gold glove type play against us like that relay today. I mean, that was an unreal relay. And maybe, I mean, just hopefully we don't hit the ball hard right at everybody like we see – like it seems like we have done recently. Yeah, it's just the luck in a way. It, it just has to fall in our favor, honestly. And I mean, I would say just our players just need to like 
fucking get a fucking grip. I don't know. Like, there's there's nothing else to say really. I mean, yeah, if, if we're if we're down to these guys late, it's over. I mean, we got to get to that starting pitching, and we got to our starting pitching has to shut them down early, and we can't let them come back late against our uh, lower leverage uh, bullpen guys. You know, um, it's just gonna be it's just gonna be a battle. I mean, I feel like we're gonna be for most of these games, we're gonna be ahead. And then it's just going to be an overwhelming offensive uh, battle, just constant. I mean, I feel like we're we're just going to be if we're if we're if we're winning a game, it's because we're running away with it. Just at the end, just I think just barely scraping by. Like the Orioles are that good. I mean, they can really put it together uh, if they want to. I mean, yeah. they, they just score just no matter what. I feel like you you don't hold them to a one run game, or like where they only have one run or like a one zero game. It's it's like it's really it's a taboo for them this season, mm-hmm. like a zero yep. run game. Or yeah, like, I am I am thinking that the games are going to be close, like they've been. I'm hoping that the Rays can find ways to pull away, but I mean it's 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 really going to take an offensive effort before the eighth inning for them to exactly. have any sort of a chance of winning this series or. Have any, have any sort of a chance of getting any sort of games in this series. Because, again, I mean, this could go any sort of ways. There's a number of scenarios that could happen here. So I'm hoping it's the latter of the Rays winning the series and at least splitting, if not winning the series, because this is a series that the Rays can't afford to lose at this juncture. I understand that it's still July, so we still got two months of baseball left, but this is a good – temperature gauge this is this it's a good confidence booster if things go well for them moving forward um let's get into our in the clutch players for this series which guys do you think will be in the clutch um uh gibby starting with you who do you have <sighs> you know i would say brandon now because i feel like this might be one of the, this series might be one of his last chances to like he might be on the trade block you know I feel like Evan Evan's concerns about him were like justified and I feel like Kevin Cash is thinking along the same lines there is some roadblocks for some of our guys Brandon maybe has to really prove it this series that he is a little bit more awoken now uh, than he was in like this past two months. Uh, I would say him, but uh, obviously Alex is going to pick him. So I'm just going to pick, uh, pick Harold Ramirez because I like his hair, you know. I, ne- I need him to, like, really just carry this team because I feel like he's a guy who's constant. He's consistent, like, day in and day out. He's going he's gonna to give us a hit, just like Yandy, like uh, – if he's not hitting, or, or if no one's hitting, I feel like Harold's hitting, you know? So, Harry in the hitting side, and I mean, I need I need Glass to just another solid start. And I want him to lean a little bit more into that fastball. I, I need that fastball a little bit more, like, comfortable for him. And hopefully he gets back to 98, you know, he's hitting that 97. You need to get to 98 on that fastball, that'd be cool. 
Uh, yeah. That's it. Yeah, I, I was going to pick last now too, but Eflin. And I mean, I, like I said, I think just all the starting pitching. The starting pitching is crucial to this series. Yeah, this is our we four. Gotta, this, is our, this is our guys. We, you know? we have got to be – got to get off in, to the, in these games on a good foot. And I'm going to pick Eflin as my, starting, as my actual starting pitcher just for him to have a bounce back. He's been really, really good at home. Mm-hmm. And like some of his pit, like I know he has good stats, but some of his pitches, I think I kind of already went over it. But some some of his pitches absolutely drive me insane. Um, but hopefully he limits those, and hopefully the Orioles don't take advantage of when he actually does that. But I, I mean, I don't, I honestly have no idea who to pick for this for this lineup. I, think, I mean, everybody, I think everybody needs a pick up, a pick me up. I mean, Yandy's the only person who seems like he actually cares day in and day out. And I I know that's not true. I know they obviously all care, like wonder care, like they all care, but it just seems like at the plate, he's the only one that actually does. Um, But I'm going to pick Siri at the plate. Uh, He, I don't know. I could see him having like a big time home run this series. So yeah, I, I he seems like the kind of guy who would just have that big hit to kind of get us out of this slump that we're in. And he is he is the electricity guy. So, so we talk yeah, about it every time. So I mean, yeah, I like it. Um, I'm gonna go with Bilal because he's been. I mean, I like legitimately, he's had a much better series, a much better last two series. He looks like he's been hitting the ball yeah. better. He's been seeing the ball better. He's been getting good contact. So that's positive signs to see moving forward. On the pitching side of things. I am going to go with who am I going to go with? I will go. Oh, geez. I'll go Kevin Kelly just because I know that catch is going to throw him in yeah. a no leverage situation. I know he didn't look that great today, but I know that he's a guy awesome who's back been, out there. Do it. Yeah. He's a guy who's been very, very good recently for this team. So hoping the best for him. I think with that being said, that's going to conclude things on this latest episode of Raise the Roof. We appreciate you guys listening all the way to the end. If you have, uh, make sure to follow us on social media Make uh, with Raise the Roof TV. Also, again, our giveaway that we have, free ticket giveaway for Saturday's game. Make sure to enter that. Uh, we're going to continue to do free ticket giveaways and other things with our sponsors, whomever we're doing over the course of the season. We still have a couple months left, so uh, make sure to uh, enter that. Also, with this podcast, make sure to continue to subscribe. Uh, Leave us a comment. Leave us a good review. um, Share it with your friends, whatever you might do. Uh, And just continue to support what we've been doing. That was a sick fucking rhyme. I'm trying. I'm trying my best. (laughs) And and make sure to also use our... Make sure to use our links. Make sure to use our affiliate links in the clutch. And SeatGeek, it's going to help us out. and It's going to help you guys out at the same time. So definitely something worth doing. Uh, I think with that being said, it's going to conclude things. So thanks. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, raise up. Raise up, baby. Raise up.